Please listen carefully. All right. Hey, everyone. This is CrossFit Connor Radio, and this is Chris. Hey, guys. It's Lamb. And here. <laughs> what? We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to Come practice on. that a little more. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I know, I understand. Um, okay, so today we are going to talk about etiquette. And uh, I thought since some of our girls, we have um, three of our girls competing in a competition this weekend, um, we would talk first just about like what to expect at a competition and actually more from a spectator point of view. Um, because typically I think most people's exposure to a competition is more as first as a spectator. I, I don't, I think very few people actually sign up for a competition without having ever gone to some sort of competition first. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I think, I think that's where when you go see a competition, that's when you're like, Oh man, I want this. I want to do this. Yeah, so do you do you remember your first like experience in terms of competition? Um my my first experience in it, it was definitely spectating and it was SummerSlam. The SummerSlam. Uh I yeah. think in probably 4 or 5 years ago and uh it was it was, it was really neat the, the the intensity was there and everyone screaming and and uh, yeah, that that's kind of that 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 was such an intense intense experience. It's like, oh, I got to do this next year and I got to compete. So it gets you really riled up. So it's a good experience. Did you do you remember ago. like what you thought it would be like versus what it was? Like, what was there a difference, or did you like, was it pretty I much think, what you expected? Uh, it was. I don't think it was anything what I expected. I, I <laughs> don't know why, but I thought it was just going to be like, yeah, yeah, it's just. It's just going to be wads, you know. I'm 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 uh, going to go, and we're going to watch people just do a couple of wads, and there's going to be cheering and and sure. But I I just I don't I don't think I expected that kind of scale, right? I know you're going to a competition, and you expect a few people there, but you don't expect you know hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, you know, SummerSlam. SummerSlam gets bigger and bigger every single year in, in Horsham, right? So. Um, you know, you, you don't expect that kind of intensity. It's it's almost like a mini CrossFit Games, I would say, just because there's so many people and so many people cheering cheering you on and, and things like that. So um, completely different and uh, much more intense than what I would have expected as a first-time spectator. Yeah, that's that, right. And um, Barry at CrossFit Generation, Barry and Jocelyn, they put on a good show there. So, um, oh, yeah. They they have a very well run event, and um, that's why people every year sign up for it because they can expect a a really cool experience. Yep, yep. Whether so you're competing or a, whether you're there. Right. So we we have a few people that are probably going to go support our girls, if, and go for the first time. So like, what would you want them to know going in? Like, what should they bring? What should they wear? You know, what would you what would you tell them? Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it, in terms of 
dress, uh, hey, support your box community, support your people. So uh, I, you know, I'm a huge believer, and I think it's always cool when when you come to a tent. You're setting up a tent, right? So um, you come to a tent, and you have everyone wearing your box's shirt. So in our case, uh, I, I would I, I'm going to come wearing a Kana shirt just because you, mm-hmm. you you're there supporting the box, and you're supporting the the, the members that are working out that box. Um, so I think that's yeah, it's like it's like cool. dojos going to uh, CrossFit yeah. uh, competition, right? Exactly, exactly. And um, <clears throat> I think you know it's always cool to bring food. We you, you know us with with CrossFit, we're we're, we're eaters. Um, I've I've had experiences where people made wings at home and, and brought them, or some people were just like, mm-hmm. hey, here's some here's some bars, or or I bought some fruit for you guys for the competitors to eat, but. Um, uh, it, it's actually to, to be it, as uh, as weird as it, it, it is. It's less about it's less about the competitors <clears throat> and more about hey, we're we're just gonna bring food for for the barbecue and people are bringing <laughs> all, all this stuff and for the spectators. So um, you know, it's it's more coming out Yo, of a good time and cheering up your team, right? More in of itself. Spectating is Dude, it's exhausting. It's exhausting it when is. you're screaming for like two groups of people for three watts. So. So expect to use some energy and expect to need to eat some food. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I know. Um, what, what am I missing, Chris? Um, it's Well, yeah, usually the setup is that people set up tents, pop-up tents, and uh, bring uh, folding chairs, not even folding chairs, but, you know, um, uh, like beach chairs or whatever to sit outside in parking lots. That's typically how it's done just because of space. And then the competition will usually be indoors. Uh, Summer Slam tends to have a bunch of stuff outdoors, but the one that we're, the girls are going to this weekend at DelVal will be primarily indoors. Um, so you kind of be like hopping back and forth from outdoors to indoors in terms of when the when you're, the people that you know are competing. Uh, you know, I, I think just the, sh- the shirt in terms of yeah, wearing – what you would normally wear to the gym and what repping your box, I think is cool. Um, yep. You know, sometimes I think people can go and just only hang out with the people they know, but it's, it's also a time to get out and try to meet other people too. Like just say hi and ask them where they work out and how long they've been doing CrossFit. You know, it's uh CrossFit is cool because of the community and that's true for like, just within your own box, but if you go to a competition, it's a time to meet other people too. So, yeah, um, yeah, and, and you know what's weird that now that you say that. So, um, and, and I kind of relate this to going to Atlantic City or <laughs> going to Vegas, and it's the funniest thing. And <laughs> don't don't ask, but here's my explanation. So, if you're, you, it's, there are times when you go to Atlantic City and people are gambling or whatnot, and there are a lot of times where they just keep to themselves. I don't know why. I don't know what what it is. But if you, when you're going to Vegas, it's like every everyone there there is, is there to have a good time. They're 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 gambling, but they're not like AC gamblers or whatnot. And and people are open to just having conversations and saying hi. And I find that to be to be very um, to 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 have a similar environment at um, what do you call it, competitions. People are always mm-hmm. willing to say hi to you, and people are always willing to just chat up, talk about the list, how they did in their wad, even if they don't know you. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I find I, I find that environment really really friendly if you're getting to wanting to get to know people or just saying hi and things like that. So um, uh, I encourage I encourage you to do it. I encourage a lot of you know and any new yeah. members just meeting people or just finding to to to, to widen their broaden their community. Just say hi. Just talk about you know you know what what they're what they did at the workout, what what their box is like, things like that. And uh, I find that most people are very open to, to talking and 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 having a good conversation. Yeah, across that's funny because when you see someone, when you know that you have a shared experience, you're more apt to to talk to them. It's the same thing like when you're traveling, uh, like let's say you're in across the country. So we're in Pennsylvania, but if you go to California and you see someone with like a, a Philly shirt on or whatever, you're like, Oh man, you're from Philly. Cool. Like, and you start talking with them, right. Cause you see that they, you know, have a shared experience and then like you can expand that to like, if you're in another country and you see someone with a, a shirt from the States, like it's clearly like a USA shirt or something. You're like, oh man, you're from the states. Like, right. people you would never talk to if you were actually in the United States, and they were just wearing a shirt that, you know, had you know the American flag on it or something. But because you're in another country, you're gonna talk to them. Yep. Like the you <laughs> you just want to like you gravitate towards people that you know have a shared experience, right? Yeah, you want to relate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, cool. Anything we're missing from a competition standpoint? No, no. I think I think bring, you know, oh, just bring, come, bring just screen. come, just bring, bring yourself. Uh, <laughs> particularly this weekend because it's going to be hot, and even though we'll have a tent, um, you're going to be probably out in the sun a, a good amount. So yeah, definitely wear sunscreen. Yeah. No, I, I encourage all box members to to come, be participate. It, it means it means a lot more to the athletes than you know. Um, that mm-hmm. that, yeah. that uh, it, it's hard. Hey, Chris, you know, you know it yourself. It's it's hard going to another box and working out and competing. Um, so any familiar face or that you see when you're lifting, or any familiar yell or encouragement that you hear. In the background is 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 something else that will will push you on and and uh, get you to finish those workouts faster and harder. So um, that it, it really does mean a lot to the athletes. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, so continuing with the theme of etiquette, I wanted to talk about box etiquette. So when people join a CrossFit box, you know. Yep. A lot of the fear, I think, comes from just not knowing the movements and it looks intimidating and all that. But I also think there's this, um, because it's unknown in terms of, like, how to act, what to do, where to put stuff, kind of the the logistics and the, the etiquette piece, uh, that's something that I wanted to talk about to kind of demystify, like, how should you act? What should you do? What are, like, you know, not even best practices, but just CrossFit etiquette. You know. Yep. Yep. And I, I think every every box has their own, uh, you know, un, unspoken rule or or, or ha- how how to kind of conduct yourself. Um, and I think you know, as as a community, we're we're 
we're very much about encouragement and things like that. So I think this is definitely something we want to go over, um, you know, for our own community specifically. And then also I think a lot of it does apply to the general cost for community um, as a whole. Cool. So what would be um, some of your uh, your unspoken rules? Um, yeah, just to kind of shoot off, shoot at the hip here, and, and just a, a couple. Um, I don't know what it is, but not drop something like not dropping, not dropping an empty bar, um, showing up on time. Um, cheering for someone while they're working out when you're done or, or and and also put just stuff like putting away your stuff so just kind of like just just things like that you know cuz i don't think you sit there and you go through that kind of stuff with 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 our members when you're pulling them to base camp so i think it's worth worth going over things like that yeah i agree i agree uh so let's start with showing showing up in time um, yeah, yeah. You know, I would, as a coach, well, as an owner and then as a coach, um, the first step would actually be to reserve your spot in class. And uh, usually nowadays boxes will have some sort of app or software. Um, we use Tribe. There's also Wattify out there, Zen Planner, Front Desk, HQ, um, uh, Push Press. There, I mean, there's a ton of different um, apps out there. But reserve your spot in class. I mean, we have a class cap of 12 people. And, you know, so there's that logistically. But then it also, from a coaching perspective, lets us get a sense of how many people are showing up so that we have a proper warm-up, so that if we need to change anything for logistically with either a warm-up or a workout, it really helps to know pretty closely we you know i totally understand if someone's going to be kind of a last minute no show or a sign up but if it's consistent that you're just not signing up for things you know it and then you know so you're expecting three people or three people are signed up but then 10 show up you know that might mean that i needed a different warm up in mind right. so rcping and then showing up on time I mean, number one, that's just respectful, right? Uh, just in general for anything. Mm -hmm. But then, safety-wise, if you're not in the warm-up, then you might get you're more apt to get hurt. So, if someone does show up late, I try to have them hop on a rower and you know row off to the side or try to join the warm-up if you know they show up a few minutes late. But anything else with showing up on time? No, uh, uh, well, yeah, actually, one point that I would say is that if you are showing up pretty late or we have a, a number of people pretty late, you know, when you are specifically focused on um, get, getting through the warm-up, class management, it, it, it ends up being a little bit disruptive. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, being, being respectful to the coach, but also know that, um, if you're a consistent late late shower upper, quote unquote, it, it it it's disruptive to the class. So uh, I think it, it's just being right. respectful to the class as well. 
Yeah, so I, that can actually segue into another one that uh, is a point to be um, to be made is to follow the class, like do do things with the class. So what I mean by that is, you know, if we are warming up and we're doing, you know, dynamic stretching up and down the gym, back and forth, that you're not off to the side, like doing your own thing. Um, right. Or if we're, we have PVC pipe or barbells and we're going over the skill movements and teaching the progressions and movements that you are actually following along with it and not, you know, again, like doing your own thing. So the only exception to that would be like if you are injured or there's some physical limitation and you, you know, clearly need to do something different, that's, that's a different scenario. But, you know, it's more like, oh, I just, I just want to do my own thing over here. You know, I don't think many coaches at boxes would appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's something I pretty, I really feel, feel strongly about. And uh, I think that athletes, number one, respect their coaches. Number two, respect their, their, their class classmates as well. Um, And and you'll, you'll earn that respect back. And I think that when you're off doing your own thing, that, that, that doesn't really go towards what I feel is, uh, is about, you know, what the CrossFit community is. You're there, you're supporting your members, um, you're, you're doing the same water as them. You're doing the same warm up as, as them. Um, otherwise, you know, l- l- like we always say, you know, people cross their CrossFit main site lists the wads, and um, you could be doing them at home. So, so what, why come and 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 do do your own thing at, in class when you, you know you want to be part of the community? So, um, I, I think that that's extremely important. And, and if you're not, it's, it, it becomes disruptive. Right. Right. Um, all right. Moving on. So let's. Yeah. So one of the one of the things I would say, Chris, and especially we're talking about their supporting people or or class members and whatnot is. This is one of my biggest pet peeves, and 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 I I say that because I love the supportive CrossFit community. I love people cheering on um, someone when they're working out. And the rule, one, one of the unspoken rules or etiquette is you, you don't have to clean up till, till everyone is done. I mean, obviously, if you're, you have your barbell lying around, it's dangerous to someone. Sure, I get it. But Sit there and and cheer 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 your 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 uh, whoever's working out on cheer the last person on they 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 would they would most likely do it for you too. It's like you don't have to worry about cleaning your stuff up and and that's what the community is about. Just you know encourage someone. Yeah, that's something that I think a, a lot of new people don't realize, and so they might start cleaning up just because that's the, you know, responsible thing to do to clean right. up your stuff. But yeah, if, um, if someone's finishing up a workout and this is primarily for, for workouts that are for time, right? Cause an AMRAP, everyone's going to finish at the same time, but yep. the workouts for time will have, you know, a distribution of when people are finishing. Some people finish early versus later and, um, supporting them is, what 
CrossFit is about. Now, that that might not mean, you know, getting in their face and yelling at them to finish as fast as they can because we know that some people actually hate that. And um <laughs> yes, very much. You know, I, I don't I don't actually even like that. Um like sometimes I will intentionally slow down if you're in my face too much. It it depends on the workout, but um it can simply just mean like clapping from afar or like just paying attention to them, you know, um, right. Instead of like going outside just to, you know, walk around while someone else is finishing up. Um, so, you know, you can support someone without necessarily even saying anything. You can just kind of be attentive. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then clap when they do finish. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think a little bit goes a, a long way in that case as well. But I think that it, um, you know, if you're just cleaning up your stuff and just getting ready to leave while someone else is working out, it, 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 it at some point it does kind of defeat the, the 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 community environment that we're trying to build. Yeah, well, I think the bigger picture of that is, you know, it's not it's not just about you and your workout. Right. It's mm -hmm. we're we're in a group environment for a reason. We're doing it because obviously there it's an effective workout, but we're really doing it because it's the community, it's the group, it's the other people in class. Yep. So and that I think a lot of this etiquette stuff actually relates back to that, right? Like if you are doing your own warm up on the side, again, not assuming that you're not like injured or, or anything like that, um, that, that it's disrespectful in the sense of you're not in it for the group. You're doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, and I do want to like, we do have one girl who comes to our early morning class who does her own warm up, but she does it before the class. She comes in early. She has a routine. She knows what she needs to do. She's been hurt in the past at other places. Um, so that's different. I, I don't mind that at all. If you're if you come in early because you need you know you need extra warm up time, I think that's great. Um, but it's more when we're trying to do stuff as a group and you're off doing your own thing. That's um, that that can be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's talk about. Some of the barbell chalk, that kind of thing, like drop, <laughs> dropping bare bars, uh, spilling chalk, all that. What do you want to say yeah. about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know that's a big thing for you, dude. It's a, I mean, it's it's a forty-five or thirty-three pound bar. Just put it on the ground. Or, or gently put it on the ground. There's no reason to be just dropping it, dropping it from from your hips. Just bet, we're all athletes here. We're here to work out. Just just put it on the ground gently. And, and, and I okay. So there's arguments about oh, you know what, dropping it with with um, with plates on. It, it's the same kind of it's the same kind of um, force as without plates on. I, I don't come to your house and I don't just slam a dish uh, a dish on your granite countertops and be like I'm not breaking it, 
It's the same amount right. of force. Right. I just, you know, we, you and I both know we work hard at maintaining the equipment. We want to make sure that the equipment's in great condition. We respect the equipment because it, it's our, it's our home. It's our, it's our home away from home. So, so uh, you know, to me, it's just hey, respecting, you know, what is ultimately your equipment, but it's everyone else's. Just put the barbell down nice and gently. You don't need to drop it from your hip. You don't need to throw it around, um, and, and, and we appreciate that. So, no, I don't feel strongly about that at all, at all. Right, right. I know you're super laid back about that. Yeah, to me, totally. the, the dropping a bare barbell or, or a barbell with metal plates on it, uh, it's like nails on a chalk, chalkboard in terms of the, the, the clang of that is different to me than bumper plates dropping and and the <laughs> kind of sound that a barbell will make with bumper plates on. Um, you know, but I, I would also say the, the same thing for kettlebells. Like, don't drop kettlebells from overhead and, uh, yep. and you know, p- kind of place them down. I mean, I've coached and worked out of places where that's happened, and then there's potholes, essentially, in the concrete floor, even though there's rubber matting down. So you know, from uh from both a safety and etiquette, uh, you know, not nice noise standpoint, you know, basically don't drop bare metal. Place it down. Totally agree. You know. Totally um, agree. And even you know, even with bumper plates, like if you have only tens on a a forty five pound bar, put it down. You know, it's, uh, those 10 pound plates can be, can the collars can pop out of the middle of them. Um, if you have 10 pound plates on, then the bars will bounce like rubber balls and it could hurt someone. So if you only have one set of plates on, especially if they're 10s, 15s, and even 25s, then try to. Try to carry it down to below your waist and then drop it from there because yeah. it's a it's a safety hazard for people around you. Yep. And P, I think I think a lot of that is and I, I came I came into CrossFit a little bit after what you can consider an OG. But you remember I remember you telling stories about it it being you know first starting CrossFit you were literally right next to the person so you don't have the, the yep. space to be just, you know, ghost riding a barbell up top, having it bounce all over the place. You 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 wrote it down. You you put it down on the floor. So I think members, the the newer members, are a little bit spoiled in terms of having a lot of space to work out in. So they tend to to see you know people just dropping or or being unsafe with barbells, part of the, with the ten pounders or whatnot. So um, you don't always have to drop those weights. Just Put it down. Functional fitness. Yeah, and you are going to get stronger if you can control that weight down. So, you know, obviously yep. the, the exception is if if it's out of your control and you feel like you're going to get hurt by trying to lower a heavy barbell, then yes, of course, drop it because that is why we have bumper plates. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, the chalk. Um, I mean, not not too much on on on. Just be aware of where you are when you knock the entire bag or bucket of chalk over. It's a it's a pain in the butt to clean up, but I, I, I don't I don't think I've ever seen someone walk around kicking chalk 
chalk buckets over? No, that's that's more wow. of a, yeah, that's just more of a mistake. Like just be aware of your surroundings. Um, we had, we had, when we first opened up, we had these just plastic pails that were very easy to kick and they would get knocked over. And then we since replaced them with actual like climbing chalk bags that are soft. And, you know, if you do kick it, it won't, it won't turn over as easily. Um, yeah. Yep. And they can hang from the, the racks and whatnot. Uh, the, the thing about the one thing about chalk that is controllable is like when you go and you chalk up to minimize the amount that comes out of the bag, right? So put your hands in the bag, chalk up in there, and let and keep the chalk in the bag essentially instead of like taking a huge block out, getting your hands already, yeah, you, and then like getting <laughs> uh, chalked up. I mean, and crumble all over. I know you, you, whoever is listening, you guys can't see me, but my hand, my hands raised up. I, when I'm working out, I tend to LeBron myself, so um, I'm guilty of that as well. And you know, when you're just tired, you're just like, I don't want to talk. Stop. Yeah. I don't care about yeah. this. But yeah, I, I totally get it. I totally get it because it does become a huge mess. <laughs> Silly stuff. Silly stuff. Uh, let's talk about lifting etiquette. Like, um, let's say it's 30 minutes to find a max clean and jerk. Any etiquette while you're lifting? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, and, and for me, and I don't know what it is, but um, I just find it easier to focus when no no one else is lifting. So if there's a person who's getting ready to find a one rep max ahead of me, I'll wait. I'll wait just, number one, to be able to cheer them on and, and celebrate if it's a PR because that's always awesome. I, sometimes I think, like, I get even more excited for members or whoever I'm working out with, and uh, when they hit a PR, I, I'm uber hyped. So if I can right. catch, kind of be there in that moment, that's awesome. And, but otherwise, it's, it, you know, when you're focused on uh, a PR yourself or a really heavy lift yourself, just seeing someone on the corner of your eye to – I guess throws you off, right? It's it's. I think it's the same thing with golf. It's the same thing with tennis. Um, it, it's that when you're tossing the bar up, you're hyper focused on that one thing or one me- mechanical movement. That when you see something out of the corner of your eye, it, it's distracting. Right. So did he I call tend it, to, it, like it's yeah. bowling, like bowling at a yeah, so oh, absolutely. About the bowl, but there's someone you know, who's next to you in the other lane, who's going to, who's bowling, like you wait your turn, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I especially when I'm bowling, uh, I'm part of the, the, the PBA and, and uh, I'll bowl 300 all the time. So I need that hyper focus in order to, um, to, to be able to, to bowl correctly. <laughs> wait, have you ever bowled 300? No, no, I'm just completely joking. Oh, I mean, I, I would believe that you're part of a, a bowling association because I like, I like bowling. <laughs> Dude, I love bowling. I wish I were better I at it. I don't know about no, three hundred is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You could have said yes. I would have believed you. <laughs> I would also say not only like side to side, but also. Um, a lot of new folks will, and they don't know this, so that's why we're doing this podcast. But like they'll stand right in front of someone as they're lifting and look at them, especially if we're partnered up for a lift or something. 
And yeah. I would say some people don't mind it, but I think in terms of just general etiquette, just stand off to the side. Um, you know, number one, it can be, it can definitely be distracting for the person lifting if they look straight ahead and someone's looking right at them. Um, but then number two, if you are watching someone in order to get a better sense of their movement and to kind of like learn by seeing the best angles are either going to be from directly from the side, uh, from a coaching perspective, or I also like 45 degrees because you can see yep. a good amount of their profile, but then also that uh, frontal plane uh, to see their movement. So yeah, just, uh, just stand off to the side, you know, if we're, whether that's, while lifting or counting during a Metcon, if we have counters or whatever the case may be, um, you know, just don't stand directly in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. I mean, a lot of what I learned from the clean and jerks and, and whatnot is really from the side, you know, the height of the bar when you're, you're, you're extending at the hip and the shrug, you can see that much better uh, 45 degree angle. That and on the side, then you can see straight up front. Right. So um, going along with the theme of like partnering up with each other and and whatnot. Um, now you know it used to be where CrossFit was primarily was you know the class was run by the coach and you know everyone in the class it was there to be coached and and didn't know you know the form and everything. But now that CrossFit's gotten so popular, you you actually have a lot of people who have gotten their level one just for their own benefit, like not that they want to coach, but you know for their own personal uh, improvement. And and or you also have people who have coached in the past or got the level one maybe in order to coach in the future. Essentially, you have people who who know what they're doing more yep. so now than ever. And, uh, and that's a great thing. It's, it's a really cool thing. The only problem is that sometimes those people want to help. Um, and that can lead to kind of coaching while you're also taking the class. So this applies to both actual coaches who coach cross the classes, but they just are taking the regular class as a member. Um, and then also people who basically just want to help. So yeah. Some people, some coaches feel really strongly, like they say, no, no coaching from the other members. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of in a, in a gray area where I think it's, I think it's great if you want to help, especially if you are um, partnered up with someone who's brand new. You know, it's really nice to have an experienced member help a new member learn the ropes and learn the etiquette, yep. and you know, give them you know, very basic cues and whatnot. Um, the the gray area where it start, starts to get murky is where, like, you go over and to someone who you're not partnered up with or you see across the room and you go over and you give, like, super specific cues that are way more than just kind of the, the basics. Um, yeah. And then the reason for that, honestly, is, like, you know, so number one, you're not the coach of the class. And so in for some people, it might come across as undermining them. I know that's not the intention, but to some coaches, they might see it that way. But then the other thing is, 
the coach might have already told that person something to focus on or, or and given them a cue, and then all you're doing is um, possibly confusing or um, adding more layers for that person to think about. Um, right. Oh, and just so, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, even as one coach, y- you see so many different things, but we're you know we're taught to only correct one thing at a time because that's all only what people can focus on. Right. So if I tell someone to do something, but then this other person comes over and says, "Oh, hey, you should do this other thing," now the person's like, "Oh my gosh, like, how, what do I focus on? Like, what do I do?" You know, coach told me to do this, but you're telling me to do that. Um, it can get, you know, it can get pretty murky. Um, right. And, and frustrating. And frustrating. I mean, we, we all know the when you're first starting how awkward and unnatural a snatch is. And, mm-hmm. you know, if one coach is telling right. another thing and the other person is telling another thing, it, it, it just gets completely frustrating and um, ultimately ruins, sometimes ruins the experience of the workout. So one thing at a time and, and also... It, balance, right? So if you are indeed helping someone on that or it, it, those basic cues, great, but if you're going across the room, just, just balance. I think it's whatever, you know, respectful. And if the person doesn't look like they want your help, step away. Step away. Yeah, I've, al- I've also seen where, you know, someone tries to go over and help, but the cues they're giving them or the, the advice they're giving them is way past anything they should be focusing on now, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, does the beginner need to know the wrist angle that they should catch a snatch um, as much as someone who's been lifting for a few years, right? Yeah. Like, no, I don't need a beginner to focus on whether their, their wrist should be, you know, pretty straight versus cock back a little bit where the bar should be landing within the palm of their hand. All I need them to do is get it over their head. Right. Yep. Um, so, so sometimes, you know, the cues are so specific. It's like, let's, let's see the forest before we get to the trees. Like let's focus on the basics first. Yep. On the Agreed. big picture. All right. What else do we got? We're coming uh, down the I got, line I- yeah, yeah, I I got an interesting one. Um, so you're new to CrossFit, you come in, work out, and and dudes are taking off their shirts. Girls are taking off their shirts and working out in sports bras. Like, what 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 do you what do you feel is the etiquette on that? Because I know that new CrossFit members who've been who've been working out at LA Fitness, they generally don't don't see that. Um, what what do you think, P? This, yeah, wow. Okay, so there's a couple different viewpoints on this, and I and I understand the. So one viewpoint is that uh, people, if people are taking their shirts off, that can be intimidating to to new people or prospective people. Let's say they're in there for like a trial class or something, um, and so they're not going to want to join because they feel like. Um, you know, it's too, uh, it's too flashy or whatever. And then, um, the other point, the other side of it is like, well, you know, CrossFit, old school CrossFit, people worked out without the shirts on and only in board shorts or, you know, 
sports bras or whatever and um you know et cetera et cetera that's just like the culture you know i think at the end of the day it's it, it's whatever the owner decides right um right. for me if it's um you know if if it can get pretty hot here right like the summer we've hit like some days that it was triple digits and um right. for some people i think they just literally need to cool off and uh yeah. it it gets too hot for them and uh it it you can you can tell when someone if they're taking their shirt off whether they're doing it because it's hot and they they need to you know cool off and it's more comfortable for them or if they're doing it just to kind of like show off right <laughs> yeah you can definitely tell oh absolutely you and and to me like a lot of that it, it it's all about the culture of of the box like if it's something that happens occasionally and um people are are doing it because especially in the summer right that's a that's usually the mm-hmm. time that there that that happens um you know i'm fine with it i think there are other ways to show that it's not an intimidating group or or yep. class um so yeah i'm someone who is okay with it now i mean that's cuz i do i've known i've been known to take my shirt off during workouts so you know obviously i'm i might be a little biased but if you feel like you need to take your shirt off because you're getting too hot then i'm fine with it yeah i i agree as well I and i think you know, there are times I work out and I don't take my shirt off. There are times where I work out and I do take my shirt off. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if if people are doing it in the class and the owner or coaches are, are relatively comfortable, you see you see them do it as well, then then I think that's kind of just part of the community and what, what their culture, their, their culture is like. Um, and I, I think, you know, some boxes may not like that and some boxes may, may like it. So, um, I'm I'm particularly a fan just because uh, I, it, it, you know, well, when I'm working out and I, I sweat absolutely profusely, so it, it's uncomfortable to have a soaking wet shirt, um, and it's just really hot and just be able to cool off. I, I think that helps. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've also gotten um, like exertion headaches and um, yep stuff like that from working out and getting overheated, and so it's like, it's a legitimate concern. You know, I, I think if, if so, someone's listening to this and they belong to a different box and the, you know, that box's policy is to keep your shirt on, like, just do it. Don't argue with it. Um, yeah, respect it. you know, cause at the end of the day, it's the owner's call. Um, but I agree. you know, for the most part, we're okay with it and no one has raised any concerns about it so far. Uh, if they do, we, we can address it and take things into consideration totally. Um, yeah, but, I feel like people here know each other well enough that it's just kind of like a a thing that happens for some people. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, what else? Uh, how about just saying hi? Like, 
or being friendly. I feel like that's important. Yeah, right. I, absolutely. I mean, that's what I think ultimately what we're all about. We're, we're about um, our community. We're about getting to know someone or, hey, it's, a, it's an intimidating day when you come on, in on your first workout and you see people throwing bars around and, and things like that. So, so walk up to someone who's new. Say hi. Say how's it going. Uh, introduce yourself. Talk about, talk about the what. Be, be friendly to, to someone who's intimidated because we've all been there. I remember my, my first workout, I was, I was so intimidated by all the things I had to do. And for someone to, to come up to me and say, hey, don't worry about it. I was there. Um, uh, you know, I, I, you start somewhere. Um, I, I, think that, I think that's great. That's awesome. And, you know, we don't sit there and say, hey, you have to say hi to, to someone new or you have to say just talk to anyone. But I, I think um, our, our community is built by our members and the way our members react to, to the people or beginning or, and, and the classes really says a lot about them. So go up and say hi. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, people join CrossFit gyms and they stay with CrossFit gyms because of the other people in class. Like at the end of the day, the owners and the coaches, you know, matter to a certain degree, but more than that is the culture and the community. And that's made up of people of, of the members. So, you know, the feeling of being welcome, being, you know, wanted of, of, having a friendly environment, I think is super, super important. So, you know, so let's say, let's put it into like an unspoken rule or maybe we'll, we'll actually like write it out, but like 10 seconds, you know, if someone new walks in, I want within 10 seconds and hopefully within five seconds for someone, me, you, one of our members to say hi and introduce themselves um, yep. so because it can be really awkward if someone comes in and no one says hi to them and they're just standing there not knowing what to do. Um, so I've, I've dropped into a lot of boxes, you know, for my old job, I would travel a lot and I've dropped into a lot of boxes and unfortunately I've walked into a number of places and I've spent a good few minutes, like not even seconds, but minutes without anyone saying anything to me. And I, you yeah. know, I've obviously been doing CrossFit for a while. I've dropped into a lot of boxes. So I know, like, I know what to do and kind of how to handle myself. But I felt put off when a few, when that I would go that long without someone talking to me. Just imagine how someone walking in for the first time to a CrossFit box ever would feel. Um, yeah. And I've heard, I like, um, I wouldn't mention the name even if I remembered it, but I can't remember who it was, but... I've heard at least one person say that they walked into a box, no one came up to them or said anything, so they just walked out and they ended up not joining. They were all ready to join. They were they were ready to pay that day, um, but they no one came up to them and and said anything. So they just walked out and they ended up joining the gym that we were at. So, um, yeah, the, 
you know, you can say that you're an introvert, you can say that you're shy, but uh, for something like that, I don't care. Like you can, you can say hi and you don't have, you don't have to get into like a super deep conversation. You don't have to like learn their life story. Right. That would be cool if you did ask questions about them just to get to know them. But mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know something, if you see someone and you don't know them, just say hi, you know, like and, you said, talk about he, the workout, talk about something that's, that's easy and safe. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it's not even, I think regardless if you're introvert or not, and, and that's the point I, I want to hit here is that you know that being an introvert or whomever is being an introvert, that it takes a lot to be able to talk to someone. And the reason that you're probably at Kana or whatever box you're at is that the people are, are there, people who are there welcomed you in and you're feeling, you're comfortable as an introvert. You're comfortable in your own shoes being at that box. So give that back to someone, right? You know, the, the, the reason right. of, oh, I'm an introvert, but yeah, you, you're an introvert, but you're, you're welcomed at this box. You feel welcome because community is there. Give that back to someone who's new because they could be just like you. They could be an introvert as well. So why not be part of that community and grow, grow that community the way that some, someone has done it for you? I forget where, where I heard this or like what made me do this, but when I got to college, I think I had heard a piece of advice to, to be the first, to be the first, right? So to be the first to say hi, to be the first to, you know, introduce yourself or whatever. So I made it a point when I got to college when, you know, that very first day of class to introduce myself to the people sitting around me. And um, that was that was something that I tried to do even beyond the classroom. So, you know, you go to a new group, you go to someplace new, like be the first. Because I feel like most people, you know, most reasonable people, especially if they're joining a new group, want want to know people or you know they want to be part of the group Um, but there's so much hesitation on both sides to be the first so why not you why not you be the first right stick out your hand shake their hand you know be an adult and say hi Um, you know to a new to a new person to someone walking in as a prospective member they they don't know that you just joined a week ago right they don't know how long you've been here to them, you could have been here for years. So mm-hmm. To them, you could be a coach. They they don't know. So you are a re- it's a lot of you know it's responsibility as a member of a CrossFit gym. You have the responsibility of representing the box wherever you go, whether you're wearing a shirt or not. And so how like how you conduct yourself and and how you're friendly and and all that says a lot about the box. And yeah, so absolutely. if you are that warm, welcoming face, uh, you know, the coaches appreciate it. The owner appreciates it. You know, it makes you feel better about be- belonging to the gym. You know, it's all good stuff. You're here. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, represent your community. Do, do it in, in, in a way that you would you would want to be treated. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, this whole, a lot of times I feel like I'm on a soapbox, but um, it's because I feel so strongly that, 
this is a lot of people's third place. You know, they they talk about, you know, your first place is the home, second place is your work. And then a lot of people long for a third place. They long for Mm -hmm. a place to belong to, a place to, you know, not worry about things, to let their stress out. You know, um, uh, Howard Schultz, the owner or the uh, founder of Starbucks, talks about this, about how he wanted Starbucks to be people's third place. Well, and, I, you know, as much as I love Starbucks, you know, I don't go there to hang out with, you know, other people and get to know them per se. But at a CrossFit gym, you do get to know people, you get to know their names, you get to know their kids, their, their stories. And so, you know, that's that was my goal in opening up a, a box. It's to provide a third place for people. Any other unspoken rules, etiquette things? And I think that was a pretty good list. Yeah, I I agree. I think we covered a lot. Um, don't drop your empty barbells, people. <laughs> or Lamb is going to come after you. <laughs> you'll you'll see me glaring. You'll see me glaring. All good. All good. No, I think I think that's what I got. That's all I got, Chris. All right, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you again soon. Hey, folks. Thanks again for listening to Cross Econa Radio. If you like what you heard, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, which helps us get found on the interwebs. Also, head over to social media. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Cross Econa, K-A-N-N-A. And if you have any questions for the podcast, Tag us on social media using hashtag Kana questions, K-A-N-N-A questions, and we will look for those and use them for future podcasts. Until then, have a great day.